A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane, one thing we try to deliver is a podcast episode that is less than fascinating so that you, the listener, can drift off. Thank you for joining us. My name is Marco Timpano, and I hope you listen and sleep. Joining me today, and I'm quite excited about this, and I'm going to try not to be too enthusiastic so that uh, our listeners can just sort of listen and chill, is a good friend of mine. Nima Karazi, welcome to the Insomnia Project. Thank you very much, Marco. Um, I've wanted you on the program for quite some time. And I have the great fortune of being in Salt Lake City, Utah with you. Yeah, this is really exciting. It's pretty fun, isn't it? It's been an experience. You and I have never been to SLC. No, we haven't. And it's so fun to explore a city where neither one of us has the upper hand. Yeah. And we just are allowing it to kind of reveal itself to us. Exactly. It's just been wonderful. Because you live in Los Angeles. Correct. I live in Toronto. And we met in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I have to say, I always heard that Utah was beautiful. And I've heard great things about Salt Lake City. But it it so superseded what I expected it to be. Completely. I, I, I could see myself living here. That's how much I'm enjoying it. And I, I know we have listeners in Utah. And I just want you to know how beautiful I think this state is. Yeah. It really helps that also it snowed and there was this like beautiful blanket mm. of beautiful white snow. And we're in very close proximity to Temple Square and yeah. SLC and the mountains are snow covered and I mean all of it on top of each other the elevation is nice because you get crisper cleaner air sure. and the people are very friendly it also does remind me a lot of like Boulder Colorado right. or like uh, other kinds of cities that I've been to that have these like one main streets that you go down and there's stores and Rocky Mountain chocolate. Sure. <laughs> we went to Park City the other day and that was just tremendous as well. And you know that old Egyptian theater we walked in, oh, how yeah. cool that was. I love going to old theaters that are still used in some capacity for arts. It was nice. It was interesting to see because she had told us that it was from the 1930s? I think it was 26. It, it, it happened uh, before the stock market crash. Oh, my So I think goodness. it was 26 is when it was built. 1926. And 
it was interesting because it's a tall, very tall theater. Yes. The stage is decent sized, but there's only about 200 seats in the whole thing. Yeah. And you would be laughed out of either one of our cities if you built something like that and called it a theater. Right. And it's just so impressive to see that they have maintained it and kept it going as well and as long as they have. All that time. And I read that it survived a lot of things like the stock market crash. At one point, Park City was a ghost town. Oh, yeah. And it still survived. And uh, it, it changed names. Like, I think it was called the Wheeler at one point. And then it got refurbished, I believe, in the 80s and then restored in the 90s as well. And now it's just a a jewel in the crown <laughs> of uh, theater, cinema, and performance spaces in this state, I yeah, would say. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about something that I know is a bit of a passion for you. And maybe some of our listeners might be a little bit weary of this topic because we haven't talked about this before. And in no way am I advising or condoning uh, this hobby of yours, let's say. But I do want to uh, give a little warning. Um, but that said, I want to explore because you have quite a, quite a knowledge in this field. And you like to, on occasion, smoke cigars. I love smoking yeah. cigars. So while we don't recommend smoking, I do want to talk about things to do with cigar and the whole sort of... Um, it almost seems like there's a ceremonial aspect once one is going to smoke a cigar. Correct. Yeah. So I want to talk to you, first of all... Um, what is important to you as far as accoutrements and smoking cigars? What 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 is key for you? It's interesting that you say, if you had just said what is important in smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. my answer is draw. Draw means the effortlessness or the amount of effort, essentially, that it takes for you to get the smoke from the lit end into your mouth from the open end that's cut. Okay. So I don't like to work very hard for my cigar. It's supposed to be a very relaxing thing for me. Sure. Uh, Most cigars will take me about an hour to smoke. And so I like a very easy draw. I compare it to a large straw where you get a lot of soda effortlessly. I see. Compared to those very... Remember those tiny coffee straws sure the like little the little, red ones they're like stir sticks almost yeah, yeah. right they're not their intended intended use is not to be used as a straw but rather as a stir stick but if you're a kid right or you want to just test the liquid you're going to sample you might use that as a straw but it's going to bring very little volume of liquid into your mouth is right. that fair to say exactly okay and it's also going to take a lot of effort right of course So draw is the most important aspect of a cigar, the stick itself. The stick, meaning the cigar? Meaning the cigar, the physical cigar that you're smoking. The accoutrement is a different question, and I'm glad you said it. So I'm uh, a traditionalist in the fact that I like to use... uh, uh, a matchstick if I can, 
Uh, oh, really? Over a lighter, you're saying? Over a butane lighter, yeah. Okay, why is that? Because the butane lighter gives off a bit of a butane vibe to the cigar. Smell and flavor, would you say? Both. Okay. Yeah, and so that's your first inhale is more Gassy chemical. than than um, tobacco. Yeah, okay. Um, now, there are some people that will light a cedar stick... And then light their cigar with the cedar stick. Oh, I see. So they'll use the butane to light that cedar stick, and then they'll use the cedar stick. Uh, I like that. I just don't have the patience for it. Sure. Nor do I have the time to go looking around to find cedar sticks to light my cigars. So I tend to just sometimes default to the butane lighter. Uh, what I don't ever use is okay. a... Is a handheld like a Bic lighter right so one of those ones that have a little flint roller or whatever you call it to light right the, the gas the, yeah. the little gas station yeah. lighters like those yeah. I never use those and why so you'd be more likely to use a butane lighter over one of these gas station lighters correct why is that because the butane has a flame kind of like a torch yes and that burns off most of the scent right and so then you're not getting uh, anything but tobacco flavor and content when you're smoking. Okay. And you're getting a faster, uh, more even burn on the outside of the cigar. Okay. Because it's a hotter flame that you can direct because it comes out to a point. I see. As opposed to a flickering flame that you have to try to maneuver around. Oh, I see. And you have to continuously then rotate your cigar around this butane lighter, which is complicated if your cigar isn't uh, uh, a cigarello or something thin. Correct. Okay. Or if it's not a circle, because some cigars are box pressed, meaning it's almost like a circle, but the, the top and the bottom are flat. So would it be more oval in shape almost rectangular almost rectangular okay so i just want because i'm not a cigar aficionado <laughs> i want to take a step back okay. from where where our conversation is what is the purpose of that cigar guillotine i don't know what it's called but you know the cutter part, it's okay the cutter what is the purpose of that and is it important to have a good cutter and my third question is what makes a good cutter v- very good questions. So, the purpose of a cutter is to cut off the end that goes in your mouth so that you can draw in the smoke through the cigar. Because if I'm not mistaken, the cigar is wrapped with a tobacco leaf and the end that you put in your mouth is tapered off almost like a torpedo and it, would it mean then it's sealed and you wouldn't be able to get the air through the cigar to continue to give oxygen to the tobacco inside? Is that Correct. right? Okay. Yeah. So that is that is the exact reason. Okay. So some, if you watch these old spaghetti westerns or these old like movies with, uh, you know, whoever old timey guys. In like, it. like cowboys and stuff? Yeah, or, the, or, these yeah. John Wayne flicks. When he goes to buy a cigar... You know, they bite off the end of the the stick and they spit it on the ground and do whatever. There's still some cigar smokers that'll bite off the ends of their cigars. Okay. But nowadays you use uh, a cutter. 
there's different types of cutters and there's different types of cuts. Oh, I didn't know that. There's a straight cut, which looks like a guillotine. It's a circle that your cigar can go through and you can cut anything from, you know, a, an eighth of an inch to as half it. You cut your cigar in half, essentially. Right. With that guillotine. There's another type of cutter that has a flat back, like a wall to it. It's the same guillotine, but instead of a hole all the way through, there's a wall on one end. Wait, so I don't like, follow. So it's like a guillotine, but instead of cutting straight through the cigar, it does what? The cigar stops okay. at, at a point. So okay. the, there's like a, it's almost like, there's a back to it. Okay. So you can't see through it. If you put your finger and, and nipped it, you would just nick the front like eighth inch of your finger off. So it's just, it doesn't chomp all the way through, but rather it cuts a portion from the top and the bottom of the cigar, but leaves some of the cigar intact? No. Okay. So the, right. So I'm the, sorry. I know no, it's, no, being, it's okay. fine. Uh, it's better uh, to explain it this way anyway. Okay. So. Uh, so the guillotine is basically a circle that you could see through that you put your cigar through the circle and the guillotine cuts off the where wherever you have your cigar set in the middle of this. Okay. The guillotine with a back, you cannot see through. I see. So it is a circle where the cigar sits in, goes in, but it has a stopper. It has a full back stopper i see so you can only cut to where the back is I see. against S this wall so it only allows you to cut a tiny tiny or a, a proportion that the that the device wants you to cut. yes okay because your cigar will hit the back end or yeah, that yeah. wall and, and stop and stop and then you'll cut only that half an inch right. or a quarter of an inch or whatever it is so we call that an idiot proof cutter I see. Because you're going to get the same cut level, and almost every cigar needs just that much. You right. don't need to cut a whole inch off. Now, the advantage of the the full circle guillotine that you can see through is that if you smoked half of your cigar, yes, and then you got called into a meeting or something, you could then cut off, because the way a cigar is smoked, the the cherry of the cigar the the part of it that's burning is usually in the front inch of the stick that even though there's ash further out than that because that's the finished part the front end of it is burning and causing smoke where the where the red hot embers would be right okay so if you finished your cigar you don't ever tamp it out oh I you didn't know just that. leave it in the in the tray you never, you never extinguish it like Not you do like a, a cigarette. cigarette. No. And why is that? First of all, it's it's dirty. It's messy. Right. Second of all, the cherry is much bigger. So it would take you a long time. To extinguish to it. To put every ember out. And third of all, it's just, it doesn't, um, it, sm it smells bad. And it causes more of a problem because now you're causing the, the cherry to move up in the cigar and burn new portions of the cigar i see so some people will smoke a third of their cigar and then cut their cigar in half past the cherry part 
and save that for to smoke later. Because it's almost like a brand new cigar Correct. at that point, right? Yeah. So you can't do that with the idiot-proof cutter. Right. That's only with the guillotine cutter. I see. I like the idiot-proof because I only smoke one brand of cigar, and that brand of cigar only needs a very tiny sliver cut off the end of I it. I see. And if you cut more than that, uh, you have a risk of unraveling the outside, and then you've just ruined Your this cigar. whole stick. Oh, wow. So what do you do in a case of, I don't have the time to finish smoking the cigar, but I haven't gone through enough of it to get rid of the cigar, yeah. if you have that kind of a cutter? I, I don't. You don't. You just Your intention is always, I will smoke what I will of the cigar, and yeah. when I'm done, the cigar is done. Correct. Okay. Like a drink, like anything else, I, I, I'm not going to take it home. It's fine where it is. I spent this much money for this experience. The experience is over, and that's it. Okay, we've talked about the cutter. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the humidor, oh. which I think I feel like a lot of people know that word, but they might not know what a humidor's function or purpose is. Correct. So the humidor's function, first of all... the Okay, let's start with the basics. Okay. A Thank humidor. you for that, by the way. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm no, understanding. No. I appreciate it, and yeah. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate it too, because we're really getting a deep dive into the world of the cigar. <laughs> so the humidor is made from usually cedar wood. Okay. The reason why is because cedar wood absorbs moisture and then keeps things at a specific um, humidity uh, due to the moisture that it has absorbed. I see. Now, uh, you, depending on the amount of cigar, the number and size of cigars that you have, you can't overload a humidor and expect it to work well because there's not enough moisture in that wood to keep all of those cigars humid. So what you're saying is you... You should never overstuff a humidor because it, it's not going to work at its optimum uh, function. Correct. Okay. So you, what you have to do is either you have to get a second humidor or you have to get a larger humidor or you have to get rid of some of your cigars, I which see. I've had to do all three. Wow. Um, and because a lot of times what will happen is uh, there's a great deal at the cigar lounge you go to and you end up buying a box of 14. And then you go on a trip and you come back and you buy another box of 14 of another cigar. Now you got 28 sticks at home that are drying out that you have to put in a humidor. And you already had 10 or 12 sticks in there. So now you're at 40 and your humidor can only hold 30. Okay. So now you have to either move 10 to a second or you have to, uh, you have to get a larger humidor. humidor. Or you'd have to smoke a large quantity <laughs> of cigars that you have. Or sell them or trade them. Uh, or you could do what a lot of us do in a pinch, which is you wet a paper towel and you put the cigars in a Ziploc bag and you keep those in a cupboard somewhere. Oh, I see. Okay. And that'll that'll do you until 
It's like in case of an emergency. It will last you a couple months, would yeah, you yeah, say? Yeah, it'll okay. be fine. It's not ideal, but, no, it's, but a it's, hack. Better than, it's a hack that can help you out. It's better than nothing. I should say that a humidor, if I'm not mistaken, is a box, right? Correct. And like you said, generally made out of cedar wood. Yeah. In case people are wondering, uh, I still don't know what a humidor is. So it's the vessel that holds the cigars and keeps them fresh for the smoker. Yeah, so the humidity in the box that is airtight... Um, is is uh, shown to you by way of a hydro hydrogemeter hydrogemeter. Sounds think... sounds right to me, my friend. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's uh, there's a a meter in there that tells you what percentage it's at, and it should be optimally between seventy to seventy two percent humidity. Oh, I didn't even know the percentage. Okay, so that's optimal. Uh, depending on your own surroundings, if it's colder climate, warmer climate, you may need more or less humidity. Would altitude affect it too, since we are... I never thought of that. Okay, because we're on a high altitude, you and I, so (laughs) I'm wondering if people in Utah have to uh, treat their cigars a certain way. Or Denver, you know, that's even higher. Yeah, Yeah. that might be a thing. So we had to... uh, I've had to move my cigars into a larger humidor... But before I could do that, I had to prep it. And the way you prep it is you empty it out and you take a wet paper towel with distilled water. Oh, so you're like seasoning your, oh wow, you're seasoning your humidor, okay. So you wipe down all the cedar wood. Yes. And you let it stay overnight. The next day you take a shot glass of water and you put it in your humidor and you let it stay overnight, and that water will evaporate and absorb into the cedar wood, that which hasn't absorbed enough already. Then you let it stay one more night, so three nights of seasoning, like three 24 hours of wow. seasoning your, your humidor with nothing in it. And then you have to make sure you have the proper distilled water for the humidor, and then for the extra humidity packs that you you're putting in here and you get it to a 72 percent level and then you put your cigars in wow so it's a 72 hour process before you can even place your product into the vessel that keeps it fresh no it's 72 hour process before you can even start testing it and putting humidity packs in to get it then to 72 percent and then, and that might take two days, or it might take a week. With this one, it took me five days. Oh my goodness! And I was checking it every day, and you, you don't, you, you don't want to keep opening and closing because the seal. you're gonna—that's gonna affect the humidity in your humidor. Correct. Wow. So then, finally, got it, got it right, and uh, I put my cigars in there, and I've checked on them once and had to refill the water, but wow. they're doing okay now. Good. Okay, thank you for that <laughs> that information. Now, how important is the and I don't know if I'm using the right word, but the tightness of the of the roll of your cigar? I don't know if those are the right terms. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How would you describe that? Earth? So the inside of a cigar is called filler. It's the filler tobacco is inside okay. there. And that's just kind of meshed up and squeezed together and pressed. And then it's wrapped with a a wrapper. That's what the outside is. So you put the wrapper on. Now, if you have the filler too tight 
and then you put the wrapper. The wrapper is always tight around it. But what your question is, yeah. you're really trying to ask, what's the importance of the filler being very tight? Right. That is what creates a, a, a smoother or, or more difficult draw. Oh. And also what constitutes or creates a slow or fast burn. So if you have a pound of tobacco, I mean, I'm using an outrageous number, but if you have a pound of tobacco in one hand and a half pound in the other, and you make the same sized cigar, the half pound isn't, isn't wound as tightly as the pound. And so it will draw much faster. Okay. The same way as if you took a pound of tobacco and you, you made it loose, it would make a larger cigar. Right. And you made it tight, it would make a smaller cigar. And they might burn at the same rate, but the larger cigar looks like it would burn for longer. Right. So I don't like very tight filler, but I also don't like it to be too loose because then it's just, it's over too quickly. So you have a, you have a, certain degree of tightness that you like in your cigars right uh, but they would be more leaning towards looser than tighter because you like to like as you said at the beginning draw. an effortless draw yeah okay draw to me is more important than flavor it's more important than than the texture uh it's even more important to me than it being handmade Okay. Uh, I got lucky in the fact that I found a brand that is handmade and is Nicaraguan, which is my favorite type of tobacco, and it's got a very smooth draw. Okay. Now, you said flavor. Does the cigar have a sort of flavor profile that one could compare wine to in that does a cigar have notes of flavor like wine does? You have to think more like coffee. Okay. Because wine is from a fruit right and coffee comes from these although technically i guess coffee's it is a fruit a yeah fruit, it's yeah. a berry yeah that's a, that's a strange thing no but it's fine but it's the the there the notes in coffee and cigar are similar in that you will see a hint of and usually it's a darker thing like you can see a chocolatey finish or you can have a more earthy undertone um some cigars taste more like dirt some cigars taste uh like mint but without actually being minty like there's no actual mint yeah, no, in the product not okay. like a menthol cigar right uh, which i don't think exists but um like a mintier uh cigar type when i smoke i like to have I used to go in and say, you know, I want a nice cigar with an easy draw. And they would give me these cigars that are really made for like first time smokers. They're vanilla flavored. They're a little bit smaller. They're very easy to smoke. And they're kind of like fruity and sweet and nice. Sure. And people like that. And then they usually go from that into like cognac flavored and rum flavored. And then then you get into actual cigars. Um, but that's what they think. Uh, although I don't know a lot of people who've done that. Most of the people I know who smoke flavored cigars stay in flavored cigars. Right. 
uh, I would go opposite. When I walked into a cigar shop, I would say to the owner, I want something that tastes like dirt. Okay. I want it to offend me. I want it to be aggressive in order to make sure they weren't going to go in that direction. I see. And uh, I got a lot of weird looks from owners saying, like, if that's what you like, I mean, just go lick the ground outside. You don't need to have a cigar for that. Right. Until eventually I figured out that I, that what I like is less earthy and less dark. So there's, uh, there's two types of wrappers. There's a continental wrapper, which is a, like a very light brown, almost gray. And then there is a, uh, I think it's called, I don't smoke it, so I don't know it. But I think it's called like a, it can't be called menudo, but it's something like menudo. Okay. And it's, uh, so that's a darker wrapper cigar and so that's also a stronger flavor much like a dark roast and coffee is a stronger flavor and a light roast is a lighter okay so i don't like the dark the darker ones at all i, I like a, a much lighter cigar and i like a so everything about me is just the experience of it more than the actual flavor of a cigar or it trying to pretend to be a different thing so for me the non-cigar smoker if i was to see someone with a cigar that was dark in color Mm -hmm. i could assume that it's going to have darker richer harsher flavors like a dark roast coffee correct okay exactly oh wow so if you're going in to have a cigar as a relaxing kind of vibe and you just want to chill and talk to your buddy you should pick one of the lightest cigars in the house and usually any cigar shop worth its salt will have house blend cigars that are much more affordable okay and if you don't care about a brand name that's your go-to they're very affordable and very easy to smoke and light and a good draw and clean and it makes the shop happy that you are using their local brand correct well Nima I want to thank you this episode went a bit longer (laughs) than we usually go but it was so fascinating to explore and I know we just sort of chomped off the tip of the cigar (laughs) world but it was very informative for me so I want to thank you for that thank you Marco Um, once again for our listeners we don't recommend or condone smoking but we wanted to delve into a world in a topic that I know that you have a lot of experience in uh, Nima, so thank you for that. As always, we hope you listen and sleep. And as we've mentioned, this episode was recorded in Salt Lake City, Utah.